Welcome to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to lead up with Colleen Biggs. Are you ready to lead without permission and take the steps needed to live your best life? Whether you want to start the business of your dreams or celebrate your present and future accomplishments, you're definitely in the right place. Now, here is your host, Colleen Biggs. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Lead Up for Women, Speak Up to Lead Up. I'm your host, Colleen Biggs, and I do not have a co-host today, so I am the only one in the studio. However, we have an amazing show for you today. We are going to be interviewing the beautiful Christine Speck, and we are also going to be interviewing Jacqueline Tapia. So these two beautiful ladies are going to be joining me, and if you remember from looking at the title of our show today, we're talking about how you build an empire working with family. And that's right. I said it's possible that you can actually run a really great company working with family because I know the stigma out there is they always say, no, you never want to get into business with family. Well, sometimes it works really, really well. And so they're here to help us understand the steps that they took to be able to make that work, as well as how each one of them with their full hearts always inspire others um, in giving back and inspiring others to step into their greatness, which is what Lead Up for Women stands for. We stand for helping women step into their greatness. So we have been really busy, as most of you know. Lead Up for Women is wrapping up our 2019 travels, and we are going to be in L.A. on Thursday. I'm flying there uh, Wednesday, and we're going to be there on Thursday, and Jacqueline, who's on the phone with us today, is going to be joining us on our panel there, and we are almost sold out. We've got a few seats left. For anyone that is looking to join us, please head on over to leadupforwomen.com forward slash events. You can private message me on Facebook. We're at leadupforwomen.com. That's leadupforwomen.com. Um, and you can also uh, jump on to Eventbrite and look up Lead Up for Women um, there as well. And it's the Los Angeles Luncheon. It's at the Callison uh, Building. I love having it in an architect building. Super fun because it's just super cool looking and we get to be in this really awesome room and I'm planning something really fun because it's our last one so uh, there may be some uh, champagne involved in that as we cheers um, our 2019 success. Uh, we have done several luncheons this year and uh, they have all Uh, brought so many women in across the nation, and we have educated everybody on what Lead Up for Women is, why we exist, and uh, our goal here is to help everyone show up with the greatest power that they have, and really just show up as you. We want you to, you know, when you get to be yourself, like, think of your most favorite thing that you do. Mine is dancing. So when music is on and I get to dance, I feel like myself. I feel full of life and joy and I just have so much fun. And I, you know that saying, dance like nobody's watching? I literally dance like nobody's watching. Why? Because I don't care who's watching me. I really don't. I don't care who's watching me because I want to just like express myself through dancing and feel the beat. And that just fills my heart with energy and joy. And so that whole saying of dance like no one's watching, I want us to live our life like we don't care what everybody else thinks. And I know that's really hard with the society and culture we live in today to say to show up. But if it's something that you can at least start the steps, just, you know, this year's been like a taste of what Lead Up for Women is with these panels. Have we just really scratched the surface on what it's like to show up as yourself? Now, going into 2020, we're going to like dig in deep in workshops and we're going to have retreats where we dig in and help women understand the actual fluid steps that they need to take to show up and really expose themselves, which is one of the scariest things we ever have to do in life. Because what do we do? We numb it with all of these other great things that we have, whether it's stay busy at work, dive into our children, um, go from relationship to relationship to relationship. Instead of working on us, 
we work on everybody else, right? So we go and do all this that we can do to stay busy and work on everyone else. And 2020 is really a good year for us to dive in and start working on us because unless we really want to see a change in the culture of how women show up in business, show up in our families, show up in salary, show up in everything that you can think of in leadership positions. We've got to turn within and look in ourselves. So I'm excited to be announcing on social media this week um, our events for next year. And I hope all of you will join us because we are in 13 countries and uh, we are going to have a retreat for all of you around the world. And we're even we're even going to go abroad this year once. Uh, but we're going to be regional. We're going to do four events regionally. So uh, there'll be one for everybody based on the dates that will be able to join us. So I'm excited. So I want to jump in and welcome Christine Speck to our show. Christine, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, this is just such an exciting day uh, to have both you and Jackie here with us. And what one thing I love is we highlighted you in our Thrive Thursday newsletter. And right after uh, we did that, I, I contacted your team and said, I would love to be able to have Christine on our on our um on our in our radio show and I'd love to have her on our magazine because you have such an inspirational story and I love your approach of how my I think the biggest shock is Christine as we've asked the questions to you a couple of different times have you felt that there it's been tough for you in this industry with um, you being a female you're you've said no every single time and I see that you work in your stores and I'm just inspired by that because I think we focus a lot on the challenges that we have along the way as women and you don't see any of those. So tell me what it's like when you took over back when your father's partner passed away. Sure. And that was in 2008. And so he passed away in the family dynamics the company dynamics changed significantly, and I was working in our human resources department at the time, and with really no thought about taking the lead role at the company, not that, not that my father ever said I couldn't or shouldn't do it, we just didn't talk about it. Because sometimes with family businesses, you don't really talk about the important things like succession until you have to. So we had to talk about it at that point. And, uh, you know, when I presented my case to my father about why I thought this would be a great time to transition from an outside leader Mm -hmm. to uh, me uh, taking the lead role, he really got behind me 110%. I think I presented a good case for him. Um, I kind of assessed where I thought the company was at the time and what we needed to change and and how we could improve. And I think at that point, he felt very confident that I could do that role. I was never really formally trained for the leadership role, unlike some family businesses who do that. You're kind of born and raised. You know you're going to do that job. Uh, That wasn't my case. And I'm actually pretty grateful for that because my parents always allowed me to explore my own own interest. And this Mm -hmm. then became very interesting to me. So... That changeover was really, I think, pretty, it was very supported by my father and the leadership team at the time, they were probably a little nervous, but uh, I already had a working rapport with many of them just in a different function. Mm -hmm. So they accepted it and we kind of got to work from there. So So, let's let's, uh, talk a little bit about that. Uh, With you not being in that role, what what role were you in? Were you in the company in a specific role when you had approached your father at that point? Yes, I was the VP of HR, and I was in that role from 2000. I was in the human resources department from 2001 until 2008, and then in 2008 became the uh, became the president. I had a couple of different titles in there, but essentially, I was the president. So, so that's a pretty big step uh, to go from that. So. What would you offer um, for tips right now, since we're talking about it, to our listeners for anybody who, A, might be in that situation that you're in today, or B, someone who is in a different role and really feels that because of what they see, you had said from an outside perspective, I had seen where we could make significant changes to the company. How would you recommend that they approach that, uh, you know, broach that subject with the CEO of their maybe a company that they're working for, what would what would be your advice to somebody on that? Well, I think that one way to do that is by uh, 
really taking almost an analytical view of the company. If they want to move into a different position, what value would you be able to bring to that new position that you seek? And how can you make that happen? I think that, you know, for me, I'm uh, more relation. I'm more relationship driven, probably a little more emotional driven, but that's not necessarily the time that I want to display those traits. When you're trying to pursue something, particularly if you're talking to like a CEO or somebody that's running the company and you're trying to make a case for why you're going to be the best person for that position, I think you really need to lay out the facts and be pure and genuine in that, but don't be emotional in that uh, because I think emotions then can run amok. And I think sometimes then that is where women can get in trouble because we may show too much emotion in the eyes of other people, or we maybe just be showing too much emotion. Mm -hmm. So I think then if you have to really kind of curtail that and use it when, when, when it's appropriate, but really be just factual and smart about how you're going to bring value to that position. And that's really how I approached it with the company. It wasn't with my father. It wasn't that you know, I said, Dad, I didn't say, Dad, you should give me this position because you should give me the position because I think I'm the best. It's, Dad, here's the situation with the company. Here's where I think I can make changes and improvements, mm-hmm. you know, and let him make those decisions and then let him make the decision from that point. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. Thank you, Christine. So tell me about um, how now as you're, um, as you're moving along, you do a lot of work outside of the corporate office. So what does your typical day look like? Uh, or typical week, I would say, look like? Right. So one of the things that we did in the beginning of this year was I removed myself from the president title. So now I'm only the CEO. And I named my CFO to be my president. And we couldn't be more different because really those roles couldn't be more different. Uh, The CEO now, what I can do in my position is really probably what I was meant to do. Uh, Work on culture, uh, I said before, I'm a relationship person, so build relationships. And so my typical week usually includes visits with franchisees. So because Cousin Subs is a, we have corporate stores, but we also have franchise-owned stores, and they are investors in our company. So I meet with them. And I also work in our restaurants, in our corporate restaurants, as a cashier. So it really brings me back to my roots when I started at one of our restaurants when I was 15. And I get behind the point of sale system and I take orders and I interact with guests. But it really allows me to accomplish two things. I can build relationships and get to know the team members in our restaurants because they're they're fairly excited and maybe a little nervous that I'm working yeah. with them. They always know. It's never a surprise. But... It allows me to get to know them because I tell the support center here, I tell them, like, look, the action is in the restaurants and we have to know what's happening in the restaurants. That's where the magic happens. So I need to stay grounded, which is one of our core values, and connected to those folks. So that being on site helps me do that. The second thing it really does is it keeps me connected with the operations of the company. In our business, a restaurant company, you know, if your operations are not any good, your restaurant's not going to stay in business. That that will make or break you. No matter how great your product is, no matter how great your branding and marketing is, if you can't bring it home on the operational level day to day, you will not succeed. So this allows me to get in the restaurants, look for inefficiencies, and look for things that, you know, just for opportunities to really make it better. Uh, maybe that's for our crew. Maybe that's just better for our bottom line, uh, what have you. But it's there's nothing like getting your own set of eyes on there rather than hearing what somebody else thinks, you know, based on their experience. It's it's really been enlightening. Christine, I love that you shared that. And thank you for that advice. Um, I worked for a company in corporate America called the Little Gym International before mm-hmm. I left and came out on my own um, and started um leading in my purpose would lead up for women. And what I learned in the last two years there, my position was exactly what you had just stated. And my position in the company was literally to fly around to all of the franchisees and um, get into their operations and look at all of the the franchisees that were high performing in specific areas and look at those statistics and ask them, how are you doing this? Mm -hmm. And I remember how many of them were like, well, 
you know, sometimes they're afraid to tell you because they, you know, franchisees are entrepreneurs. They have all of these wonderful ideas. But I think the one thing in franchising we need to remember is they have wonderful ideas. And even though they may not fit into the exact box that we expected when the operations was created for the company, um, they have brilliant ideas. And I don't know about Cousin Sub, so I would like to ask the question. But I know with the Little Gym International, when I worked for them, some of the greatest ideas that we had or campaigns or classes added or other things that we did came from the result of some ideas for some of our franchisees. Do you find that you collaborate really, really well with your franchisees and feel like it's a partnership? We do collaborate very well with our franchisees. Uh, We have a number of ways we do that. One is that we have our franchise advisory council. So little Jim might've had something like that where that's the leadership group of the franchise community. They meet with our leadership group and our leadership team, and they discuss the issues that's on their mind. And, you know, it's just a great time to get together. We And we roll out to them what our strategic plan is, and we communicate with them. So we try to be as transparent as we possibly can. Yeah. Other ways we connect with them is that we have task forces. So maybe that's a, you know, operational efficiency task force, or maybe it's a point of sale. We rolled out a new register system to our whole system. Uh, over the last few years, and we involved franchisees on that task force because if we're just going to launch something without any input from the franchise community, they are the majority of our stores, you know, that's probably going to be met with some resistance. And if I know anything about franchisees, they need to be included in the process because it just makes sense. It's good business. We could force something on them, but why not bring them along with us? I always took look at it in terms of the analogy of crossing the bridge. We come up with a great, a great idea, a corporate, that's going to be successful for everyone. So we're all excited. We cross the bridge. And then if you don't actually engage those franchisees and bring them across the bridge with you with enough time and communication, not just on the spot, let's do this, you know, I think that your results will be a lot different. So we really try to bring them with us through the process so that they can embrace it and then truly be the brand ambassadors we're looking at them to be. That's great, Christine. Thank you so much for sharing that uh, wisdom with us. And we are going to bridge to break. Now we're bridging to break. And then when we get back, we will close with Christine and welcome in uh, Jacqueline. So we'll be back in two minutes. Everyone stand by. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you could do anything you wanted for work, what would that be? Do you feel that you are tapping into your greatest potential as a leader in business? What are you waiting for? Lead Up For Women is the perfect organization for you to meet other women that are either at the same crossroads and understand your struggles, or they have paved the way for you to move past those hurdles quickly. Lead Up For Women provides the platform for women to connect, influence, and lead. The world needs you to be the most confident you because you just might be the one that changes the world and you don't even know it yet. Remember, there is only one you that has ever been, and there is only one you that will ever be. So be you and be strong. Join us today at leadupforwomen.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Lead Up For Women. Speak up to lead up. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at leadupforwomen.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Lead Up for Women, Speak Up to Lead Up. I am your host, Colleen Biggs, and as you have heard, we are speaking to Christine Speck, who is the CEO for Cousin Subs. And Christine was just talking to us about uh, how they're a partnership with their franchisees and how they believe in taking them across the bridge with them. Uh, and I love the, uh, that analogy that she used and how important it is of community. Uh, for a franchise as well and and your approach to your boots on the ground and really 
have building those relationships and creating that culture. And what have you seen, Christine, quickly in that shift of building that culture since you've been able to step in there and use your skills and I feel, you know, like your God-given gifts that you have to uh, help build those relationships and culture? What type of shift have you seen at the company since you've really stepped into that? Well, one of the things is we really want people to uh, stay working with us, right? I mean, so if you're an employee for Cousins, and and again, restaurant industries are notorious for very high turnover, and our turnover is higher than a um, non-restaurant concept, surely, but retail in general is usually pretty high. But we are beating the industry average, and so we're excited about that. And I think that while I can't take full credit for that, I think that if if the culture starts at the top, which I think it does, it starts with me, I'm responsible for how the company uh, behaves, uh, if that can trickle down, I think that we will continue to see uh, employee satisfaction, we'll see uh, employee retention, and we'll also continue to uh, help our franchisees be as successful as they can as well. I think so often they just want to know that their voice is heard. And because that's what I hear when I visit their restaurants, right? They're like, thank you for coming out. I may not be solving any of their problems, but they just know that their voice is heard and I will take their matters seriously. So um, I think it's been great. Absolutely. So tell me, what is Cousin Subs working on? Anything big right now that you can share or? Well, we continue to work on growth. So being primarily a Wisconsin-based company, we now have three mm-hmm. restaurants opened up, two in Illinois and one in, uh, in Indiana, which is right on the border, still in the Chicago DMA. So we'll continue to work on growth throughout the Midwest. We're very excited about that. Whether that's corporate growth or franchisee growth, we'll, we'll analyze it market by market. We continue to look at our menu offerings. So we're rolling out chocolate and vanilla shakes, which are amazing. Um, I always have to do quality control when I'm in our restaurants and take a little sample. And, uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's, I, I, I must do it. I tell them I have to do it. So that's a lot of fun. So continued product development uh, that meets our fits with our core menu and also fits with our uh, consumers. So That's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And then what, what is going really, really great right now um, in your personal life that you want to share with us? Well, my husband and I have two young boys, and it's just great when you can transition successfully from summer to fall mm-hmm. uh, with the school year. So, uh, and my kids are pretty young yet, but one of them's in school all day. And so that's just, it's getting that household routine uh, in order uh, with uh, how, how we're managing homework and how we're managing activities and things like that. And, and uh, I think I have a very supportive husband. I certainly don't do this by myself. And so together we are um, hopefully creating a good balance for our kids uh, and, a, and a fulfilling life for our families. So it's going pretty well. I feel very blessed. Well, you're a true model of uh, how we can, as women, we can celebrate all of our identities, right? We can celebrate being a mother. We can celebrate having a successful career. We can also celebrate our contribution of what we give back to the community. So thank you very much, Christine, for joining us today. It's been Mm -hmm. great. And anyone who wants to get in contact, I'm assuming, can go out to CousinSubs.com, connect with you on Facebook. LinkedIn. Um, mm-hmm. LinkedIn for any yep. franchise opportunities. Yep. Awesome. Thank you, Christine. We'll Thanks. stay on with us and, and we will uh, move on over to Jacqueline. And so, Jackie, I'm going to go ahead and just call you Jackie for today. And I'm going to um, uh, unmute you so that I can have you here with me today. So welcome, Jackie. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much, Colleen. I'm Great. so happy to be here with you. Jackie's a powerhouse. I met her uh, several months ago, and what I loved about her was her rawness, and we connected right <laughs> away because I use that in a very endearing state of saying that because I, um, it can be a little overwhelming for people because I do show up exactly as me without apology and in what I do and who I am and um and many people aren't used to that, which I'm sure you find as well, because uh, you show up as yourself. Yes. Would you agree? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so, it could be quite intimidating, that's so, for sure. Well, let me ask you the question, because tell us a little bit about your story. Where, did you always show up as yourself in everything you've ever done, or was there changes in your life and things that have happened from the, you, know, you growing up to where you are today? Because... You're a very accomplished attorney. Uh, You're a lifestyle creator coach today. Talk a little bit about your story 
with our listeners. Well, thank you so much. Um, so I, I think I, I need to go back uh, way back as a little girl. Um, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. So it was like, you need to step up or step down pretty much from the beginning. So I was involved uh, cleaning tables because my family comes from the restaurant business. And so I remember waking up at 4.30 in the morning, not at six-year-old, but at, as, as when I was able to speak up mm-hmm. as a young little preteen. And um, they would wake us up at 5.30 in the morning to go work uh, in the summertime. So there was mm-hmm. no camps for me. So, so basically, I needed to step up from the get go. There was no if, ands, or buts. Mm-hmm. Like at, at times, I would say, like, "This is child abuse. Why are you making me go to work at this hour?" You know, because it's yeah. freaking at the crack of dawn. Yeah. But now I'm so eternally grateful that I had that opportunity mm-hmm. because it made me who I am. Um, I think that uh, the fact that my family works so hard and gave me all the blessings, the education, because none of them went to college. Uh, As a matter of fact, my dad went to second grade. My mother went to fourth grade in Mexico, and that's about it. So I didn't have counselors. I didn't have role models, nothing like that. But I knew in my deep in within me that if I wanted to move on in this world, I needed to get education, and I needed to step up. And I had all the tools because my family – no edu- formal education, but they had a work ethic like nobody's business. And so I'm so, so, so proud that um, I was given that opportunity. And so, yeah, I since I was a young girl, I was always like this. And so I always would argue if, if you did not agree with me. <laughs> but, you know, you got to love me. So I never shut up. <laughs> So you went from working with your family in the restaurant business, just as Christine did, you know, from the restaurant. You guys have such similar backgrounds um, to you and uh, you being an attorney. When did at what point did you decide to go become an attorney and not stay in the family, let's say, footsteps of of the restaurant business? I yeah, I thank you. Um, You know. One thing I always believed in my heart was I needed to serve. And the way I went about it is I used my voice for that. Mm-hmm. And I was good at arguing. So I never backed down from an argument. I love <laughs> so, it. So I, I, I was good at that. And, and I thought, well, what's the natural thing to do is become a lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so that was one thing. And then another thing was that, I also wanted to be a fashion designer, but then I always say like my, my logical side just kicked in and argued against that. (laughs) So I became a lawyer and um, I've been truly blessed. I've been doing this now for nearly 20 years. Um, But, you know, at some point in my life, I, I needed to step away and think, okay, do I want to continue to be a litigator? Do I want to do this for the rest of my life? And I said, you know what? Now, because at the at, while I was progressing as a lawyer, my health was regressing as well. Mm. So there was a lot of things that happened within the span of the 20 years when I made the decision to be a lawyer to now that uh, completely changed the trajectory of my life. And, um, and now that I'm not really litigating anymore... Um, I'm a lot more happier. <laughs> I'm not as bitter, I guess. I'm not living that that uh, that um, life of arguing, arguing all the time. And um, I'm flowing more in my femininity than I am in my masculinity. So it's been, you know, I don't know if I answered the question. I probably would. Yeah. <laughs> you absolutely did answer the question. So do you find that... When you're in your creative genius and what you feel that um, pulls you to, like you had said about, you know, serving others, when you when it pulls you in that direction, are you f- 
feeling in your purpose, that you're leaning into your greatest power, you're really tapping into an untapped area that for a long time you didn't realize existed. Yes, yes. So true what you're saying. I, you know, as um, an immigration attorney, I've been doing this forever. I've always been serving people. Like I lit- went to court to litigate on behalf of my my client, the immigrant. And it gave me such deep satisfaction to do that on their behalf. But while I was doing that, I was also not able to uh, sever emotionally because whenever it went wrong, meaning my client could get deported or didn't get the status, it would just crumble me. And, and, it, and it got really bad. I mean, really bad. And I just was like, okay, my body started. like I felt like I was like a robot when it starts. Like, <laughs> it needs a little mm-hmm. tune-up. And it, it really was. I, I, was feeling, I was feeling it in my body. And I was like, okay, I have this voice. I have much to offer. How can I continue to be of service but not injure me, not make me unhealthy, not get me depressed, not, not um, get me into the zone of anxiety or um, stress beyond measure or, uh, you know, being insomniac. And I decided, okay, I moved in into this personal development space three years ago. And I thought, wow, what a blessing. Wow, this exists? Like, who knew? Because as a lawyer, you're just trained to win, right? You're trained Mm -hmm. to win. There's always a winner. There's always a loser. And I never thought in my wildest dreams that you could actually use your voice your gifts in a way that serves everybody and create a win-win situation. Because in the lot, there's not many win-win situation. There's always a winner and there's always a loser. And I found myself that I couldn't, I couldn't operate from that anymore. That space wasn't serving me. And so I decided, okay, in this personal development space, that this is more of my jam. This like, this lights me up. And I'm like, wait, People actually want to hear what I have to say? Really? Me? So it brings me such deep satisfaction now that I'm doing this. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm glad that you brought that up. And I'm going to unmute Christine, if you want to unmute yourself, just in case you want to chime in here. You are a great testament of what you just said, um, Jackie, about once you look within and do some personal development and really figure out, like, what's my jam? What lights me up? Uh, Christine, you even mentioned it. Once I figured out getting back to what is my jam, which is creating and building those relationships and, you know, keeping that culture, then you're not exhausted every day. And this is a very common thing I hear from almost every woman I interview. It has to do with sickness in their body somewhere. It's either exhaustion. It's either feeling uh, resentment because they're not able to spend time with their children. There's always something that's breaking them down when you are doing something that is not your jam. I'm going to use that word or your what lights you up. And both of you spoke to this earlier. Go ahead, Christine. Well, and Jackie, you mentioned that word service earlier. And that was something that if you kind of follow my career path before Cousins, it was, you know, I worked with homeless families in Florida for a year. I volunteered with them. Um, I thought, you know, when I went to grad school, I was thinking I was going to do some kind of uh, service, maybe in a nonprofit. And that I realized when I got into cousins that you can really serve others, no matter what your profession or your title or the industry that you're in, it's a mindset. It's not an actual uh, building, right? Or it's not a certain particular entity. And that, and that I think has been really rewarding. And that's where, uh, well, not every day is peaceful, but that's where I have peace is the, to know that in this role, I can continue to do that. And so, cause your comments about, and yours, Colleen, about just even having healthiness. And, and it is, it's a constant struggle and a choice every single day. If I'm here, I'm not at home, right? If I'm home, I'm not working on something that I should be working on. So every day you're making that choice. Right. And, you know, you, it, sometimes it's not a win-win situation, but hopefully that 
as long as at least if you have your, your passion about what you're doing, you know that you're in the right, you know that you're in kind of down the right path. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, because you feel good, like you just, yeah. you're in your, you're in your gym, right? You're lit. You just mm-hmm. feel good. You know that you are able to have pure joy and make the choices. If you're in a, in a position where you're not even able to make the choice, uh, because maybe you're in a job that it just doesn't provide you with what you need as a person. So you're exhausted and you're not able to give that back to your family. So mm-hmm. when you're, when it's a common and you're able to choose your priorities, you know, what you're doing is great, but you're not exhausted. I always say there's those energy suckers out there yeah. that take everything from you. But mm-hmm. when you're inspiring others, and you said this, Christine, uh, in your uh, piece that we did in the magazine, when you're inspiring others to be their best selves, Mm -hmm. that's like the true service piece that I hear, Christine, you live in, Jackie, you live in, and I live in. Not not that it's exhausting that we're having to lend our energy to everyone to take that from us, but we're inspiring others to lean into how great they are and supporting them through that process. So we're going to run a break really, really quick. And when we get back, we're going to wrap this up and talk a little bit more about how you too can lean into your greatness. So we'll be back in two minutes. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you could do anything you wanted for work, what would that be? Do you feel that you are tapping into your greatest potential as a leader in business? What are you waiting for? Lead Up For Women is the perfect organization for you to meet other women that are either at the same crossroads and understand your struggles, or they have paved the way for you to move past those hurdles quickly. Lead Up For Women provides the platform for women to connect, influence, and lead. The world needs you to be the most confident you because you just might be the one that changes the world and you don't even know it yet. Remember, there is only one you that has ever been, and there is only one you that will ever be. So be you and be strong. Join us today at leadupforwomen.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Lead Up For Women. Speak up to lead up. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at leadupforwomen.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Lead Up for Women, Speak Up to Lead Up. I am your host, Colleen Biggs. And if you've been listening to this awesome show, we are right into the meat of this segment talking about how you, too, can lean into your greatness and tap into that untapped power, possibly, that you have that you don't even know exists. And we're talking about some of the... Uh, signals, I think we were talking about, uh, to realize that it's not the right opportunity for you. And Jackie, you were talking about being an attorney and how you loved serving, but it was so emotionally uh, taxing on you for because you were in it to win it with your service. You are that kind of personality that you are in it emotionally, fully show up because of your uh, energy and, and dominance of presence. So when you shifted, tell us a little bit about what you do now uh, so that we can understand how that has changed your life. Well, thank you. Yes, um, it has completely changed my life. When I started the personal development space, I was dis- I now looked inward. All this time, I was like, it's their fault. God damn it. What, you know, (laughs) and it was always like, why are they making me do this? Why can't they understand if people would do what I tell them to do, this shit would never happen. Mm -hmm. And, And that's the attitude I've had for a long time. But when I started looking inward, I was like, wait a minute, I'm in reaction. And when you're in reaction, 
you start becoming a victim, quote unquote. And so I then I thought, okay, well, that's not what I want to be. Mm-hmm. That's not who I am. And so doing this work in the in the in the um, personal development space, I realized, wow, the way I can show up is if I'm much more conscious of my words and protective of my heart, but still be of that mindset to serve. Mm -hmm. And so after delving so deeply into this, I'm like, okay, so what do I do? I have tools. I created tools that, that actually is like my fulfillment, if you will. I meditate every day. I exercise at least five times a week. I journal and I have an affirmation, a pre-recorded affirmation that I listen to every day. And it brings me so much joy. Now I'm like, I can't live without it. So my life has completely changed. Believe me, because when I was like litigating, there was no time for any of that. At least I didn't think I, I had any time. So Gosh. changing that mindset. Yep. So two things I heard you say, which was taking time for one, slowing down mm-hmm. and taking some time to focus on you. So mm-hmm. personal development, reading books, whatever it is, whatever that personal development means to you. I always say you when you turn within, that's when you figure out when what your greatest power is. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't always do that alone because yeah. usually when you turn in, you have to start discovering you. And when you start discovering you, there's sometimes things that you don't like Mm -hmm. and sometimes things that are very emotional that maybe you've never dealt with that you have to work on. Did you find any of that, Jackie, when you dove in or or Christine, you feel free to join the conversation anytime. Did you find that at any time that you step back and focused on you, because this happened to me, Mm -hmm. that I had a lot of stuff in the past Mm -hmm. that I had just buried so deep and didn't deal with? Yeah, no, it, it, it really, when you focus within you, it's everything. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. And the ugly is the part that you never want to go back and look at it. But that's the, that's the gift that you were given. And when you look at it as a gift, wow, how amazing life can be. Because now that abuse it doesn't, it doesn't have you anymore. It doesn't keep you there. It tethers you. Yeah. And, and I learned in my, I wasn't really, well, some of it was therapy, but it tethers you. So mm-hmm. I would say things like, I don't want to be like a certain person in my past, or I will never operate a business the way this person did, or whatever it may be. When you attach that, even though you're trying to do the opposite, but you attach that to it, you can't let go of it. And it's like a lot of luggage by the time you hit a certain age that you're still lugging around. Christine, what about you? Did you find? Right. Well, I think, you know, when when you have to look inward and you try to become healthy from the inside out and whether that is exercising, whether that's, you know, prayer, meditation or what have you, you know, it's, it's, I think oftentimes, you know, there's a sense of guilt, like I'm going to go work out now, or I'm going to go do this, or I'm going to go do that. And, you know, again, you're making that choice. So, which means I'm not at work. I'm not with my kids. But the reality is, is if you're like, I'm a much better mother when I'm much healthier, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a better wife. I'm a better boss at work because I just have, because I probably have more patience and I'm more balanced and I feel better about myself. So it's, so it's about, you know, not feeling guilty, but it's really about you're doing these things to make you whole, but then also yeah. to make you the best person putting, I've said this before about my employees, like you mentioned, but the best version of myself out there. And, and that is what, that's what the drive is. And I think, you know, and, and about digging deep into the past, I think, you know, we just have to forgive ourselves, right? I mean, I think that everybody has those the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I think it's about moving on from that and, and forgiving yourself and and trying to be a better person moving forward because you can't change that, what happened in the past. You can only kind of move on and learn from that. So easier said than done. There's no doubt about it. Easier said than done. But it's really just so refreshing when you can let go. 
Yeah, I love the way that you put that. And I, I call it give yourself some grace because I've had to do that a lot. And um, when we're working through and looking at being the best version of us, there's a lot of layers that you have to shed and you have to be willing to let go of those layers and truly let go of them and move on because you can't take a step forward if you're constantly living with what's behind you. You um, And that's how we become a better version of us and and you know, for I believe as mothers, especially if you have children for those mothers or women out there that don't, it doesn't really matter. You still have that caring and uh, loving, nurturing side of you as a woman, because we all do just based on the anatomy of who we are. You have that nurturing piece of you. And we tend to always want to care for others first. And it's not selfish, because if you're empty, and you're constantly trying to pour and serve into everybody else, you are going, it's like if you don't, if you put your mask on last and run around the airplane and try and help everyone else, you're going to pass out halfway through, right? We, we just can't keep going. So the more you pour into yourself and become your best version, the more, the more now, it's even a better result because you're runneth over, your cup is running and you have more to offer so many other people out there. Absolutely. I totally agree with you, Colleen. You know, now that I have really taken a, um, I don't want to say um, like I don't practice law anymore. I don't do it 100% as I used to. I've taken a, a seat back a little bit, but it has completely changed the dynamic here at home. Mm. And I love it. I'm like, now I'm more present with my family. It's so great. I, I get to actually, I just came back from Disneyland, spending an entire weekend in Disneyland. And I was so, so happy. Took Friday. I wouldn't have been able to take Friday if I'd been still working my butt off as an attorney. And it just brought me, I mean, obviously not everybody has the luxury or, or can do that. I get that. I am so, so grateful that I have a husband that supports me and, and is happy and, and we're just, oh my, we're a happy family now. <laughs> it does. It changes the dynamic. And I have to tell you, I'm an empty nester, but um, all my travels kept me away from my kids and my grandkids. And I didn't, I mean, when my two-year-old granddaughter at the time wouldn't come to me when I came back from traveling, I vowed that I, you know, family is the most important. And when you think how thankful and how much gratitude you have for today because today will never be here again and we just don't know what tomorrow is going to bring you need to make the most of what you have and I can look I can tell you from someone who came from a very comfortable salary in corporate America and leaving that not knowing Mm -hmm. what I was gonna what my salary would be like with lead up for women you know and starting a business from scratch you can take those risks. And when you take that risk, and that's why, again, Lead Up for Women is here to help women have the tools available to them so they feel more confident in that community. But when you throw it out to the universe and when you tell God, I'm ready to live into my purpose that you gave me and what you told me I am on earth here to do, which is the only, that's why we're here for to be able to make other li- other people's lives better based on what our purpose is. And when you truly lean into that, the blessings come as well as all of the other opportunities and the doors that open because I have met people and have gone places that I didn't even know was possible, like this radio show for one, because I trusted that I would, I'm just doing the right thing because I know it's what I have to do. So I leave that with you and trusting yourself because Jackie, you're a great example of that. And Jackie, really quick before we wrap up, I wanted you to be able to share information. If someone wanted to talk to you about creating a lifestyle for them, as you've talked about, and someone wanted to, or law, whatever it may be, how would they contact you? Tell our listeners. Yes, you can reach me at uh, JackieTapia.com. That's my website, and I'll link you up to my contacts. Um, And can you spell that for me? Yes, Jackie, J-A-C-K-I-E, Tapia, T-A-P-I-A.com. And um, you can just put a contact, just message me there. Um, Facebook is Jacqueline Tapia because my official name, well, my birth name is Jacqueline. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> but now I'm, I, they're rebranding me. My, my coach is rebranding me to Jackie cause it's lighter and that's me now. <laughs> I also love that you said you have a coach because Christine, do you have somebody that you work with that is a mentor or uh, somebody who coaches you as well? Not somebody at the moment. I've had coaches in the past, um, but uh, it's not something that I'm working with right now. Mm-hmm. I have found it to be essential for me having somebody that I can work one-on-one with or having a community. Right now, I'm in a community um, of women that uh, support me as well as Lead Up for Women, the this community of women that I meet with. And Jackie, you mentioned you have someone. Um, first step is slow down, right? Look in within yourself. That's really the first step. Take time for personal development. Read some books. You know, really look into yourself and develop what it is that, that your desires are. And you can do that easily by writing them down. What do I love to do? What lights me up? And, and what are some things that I, um, that I don't like to do? And what gives me energy? What sucks my energy, right? Those are really two good, great indicators. And then once you figure that out, really, really look at your life and, and step back and, and at least 10 minutes a day. I do the same thing, Jackie, that you do. I meditate. I write down gratitude. Uh, it's changed my life. It's changed the way I approach everything. And I think it's very important that we all take the time for ourselves as women. If that's the, the one message we can give today is, Look in and fill your cup first so that you can go then um, help everyone else fill theirs. So I want to thank you both so much for for being with me today. You've offered so much uh, about not being a victim, not reacting. If you find yourself on edge, this is a great time to just really look in, in at yourself so you can show up as your best version of you. To be the best version of the mom you can be, a boss you can be, a sister, a daughter, a mother, whatever it may be in your life, you only get one chance to show up at the best version of you. Yeah. So thank you ladies so much for joining me today. And I just want to wrap up by letting everyone know that I'm super excited for next week. We're going to be on location uh, for a massage therapist. Her name's Stephanie Garcia, and she started her own business uh, and has now a, a, a big company that she's running. Uh, we also have luncheon attendees from LA that are going to be on the phone and a divorce recovery specialist, mm-hmm. uh, Wendy Sterling. I wish that she was around when I went through my divorce because it is a lonely space and very, very hard. So I want to uh, welcome all of you to listen in next week on October 30th when we have that show. And just to close out, remember, you are the only you that has ever been. And you, Christine and Jacqueline and everyone else on the phone, you are the only you that will ever be. So try stop trying to fit in and stand out and show up as you because you're very, very unique and how you live your life with purpose and being strong and leading it with the power you have is really all anyone can ever ask for. So don't apologize. I give you the permission today to lead your life exactly the way we want to. So we welcome you all to listen in next week. And thank you so much for joining us next week or this week. You guys have a wonderful week. We'll see you later. Thank you, Colleen. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Lead Up for Women. Speak up to lead up. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Colleen Biggs, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk more next week.